This is The Prather Point. CIA's Harvard altered Kaczynski into the Unabomber, FBI's SSRIs and AIs mind-raped Uvalde's Ramos into a dress-wearing demoniac. Ukraine is America's biolab. As Zelensky's presidency was a rehearsal for Pito's Joes, so is Ramos for Gen Z. Yakuza flaunted their fealty with self-finger fillets. Old FBI influence ops beer. They've trained American teens into self-castrating. But as the Thebes ignored FC's human behavior in their own unit for 17 years, they've not only ignored, but rejected their own even longer. Anti-terrorists have become the terrorists, while widely projecting onto PTA, moms, and vets, instilling obedience through fear, or trying to. But the new tyrants have forgotten the lessons of the legions, even though Dune just reminded us of the mind killer in Little Death. The paraclete protects us. But woe and doom unto you baby killers and child rapers. When Americans realize what you have done in Ultra, Ukraine, and Ovalde, they will string you up from street lamps. I'm a retired SOCOM soldier, former DIA intelligence collector, and ex-DEA special agent. Targeted by the deep state turned whistleblower, now your intelligence officer. Repurposed as chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective. Defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Attention, deep state Dems, rhinos, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Trantifa, and assorted traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as organized as the British. You're not as disciplined as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. You're not as brutal as ISIS. We beat them all. You're next. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Happy to be with you. Thank you for all the birthday uh, greetings. I'm 66 and uh, feel great. Um, thank you for the HMAC. Uh, uh, had the HMACers crying in the dojo video from my 33-year-old dojo. Uh, was very moving. Had me crying. Um, one note from uh, one of my longtime students. Happy birthday. That's uh, Inde Apache for uh, Dad, he helped me address my fears, become a better man and husband. My family is vibrant and thriving in new ways because of your guidance. My students are starting to engage fully. I hear echoes of you and feel your strong presence every day. You fed me many times when I was hungry, given me drink in the desert, brought me into your home when I was a stranger. And many times when I've been sick, you have looked after me. We love you and celebrate you today. Happy birthday. Means more than I can say. Don't want to cry on air. One of the really special guests, gifts I got with this great card from uh, one of my longtime students there, uh, the Japanese water buffalo there. And really coolly, I just got to show, you know, I have my uh, cross, but this is a shroud, um, which is even better than the death because it's the resurrection. So thank you, Philip, for that great gift. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, encourage you to watch my American Media Periscope Prather Brief yesterday. Very important breaking story. As I predicted, uh, via the intelligence from Team America, Arizona, uh, the U of APD chief resigned. The FBI is taking over the police position, all the police positions uh, there. And that's because, I'm, you know, I have two bachelors from the University of Arizona uh, and I taught uh, at the University of Arizona as well. 
and so uh, Steve Patterson, ex-feed, taken over. Uh, my friend, former Surgeon General Richard Carmona, uh, fellow Special Forces, and I did rage with him back when he was on the Pima County SWAT team and I was DEA, um, is involved. So it looks like the FBI is setting up U of A. They have a big crisis facility. They're setting up for a false oak flag for some kind of bio event. Uh, this comes after Thomas uh, Mixner uh, in October of last year. Uh, Jewish name was killed by um, uh, a um, uh, Murad Dervish, uh, uh, um, Islamic name, who was all across the country uh, and then came there to kill him on the run. And of course, the 9-11 hijackers were at the University of Arizona and Tucson and, and the one the, mo the one that supposedly flew the plane into the Pentagon couldn't be a plane, maybe a Cessna 172, more likely a missile, um, uh, was at the U of A. So this looks like uh, the FBI setting up the U of A uh, as a giant fusion center for the next uh, crisis so they can take over, so they can clear their inflection point transshipment points. Tucson, uh, Phoenix is above. Phoenix is the second center of kidnapping in the world, Mexico City being uh, the biggest. I've worked Mexico City. Phoenix, Tucson, Nogales. I worked the Nogales border uh, for 10 years. Uh, then down into Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Panama, Bolivia, Chile, all those places I've worked uh, because they, are, want, they want to control the deep state's dark economy of drugs, weapons, and people because uh, the deep state is part of the uh, global cabal. I just guessed it on Vanderstil's uh, show as well, too, talking about this. Also, Virax Biolabs has entered into an agreement for the distribution of the Marburg virus PCR testing kits. Um, so that's what we think is going to be released next. I was on with uh, Special Forces retired Colonel and Medical Doctor Pete Chambers and Todd Callender a while back of Disabled Rights Advocates. And of course, after uh, Pete Joe or the double just ended the national COVID emergency, uh, the HHS two days later reopened it. So these are all intelligence indications that they plan on the next level of bio attacks, and it may be uh, in University of Arizona, Tucson, Arizona vicinity because of those inflection points. I hope that makes sense. So I urge you to um, watch that cast. I go over a lot more details. I don't have a lot of time to go uh, into that uh, today, uh, but I have a very special guest um, uh, and um, I wanna get into that. Uh, and uh, my special, so I've been talking to uh, Amy Hollum. I've been talking to Karen Stewart. Karen Stewart's a fellow whistleblower. She got fired one year later uh, than I did from the uh, National Security Agency, the No Such Agency. So I said, hey, sister, welcome. Uh, we had a good talk. That was very enlightening. She's filling in a lot of details that I didn't understand about gang stalking, because when the DEA OPR, which is Office of Professional Responsibility, you call it internal affairs, uh, was uh, telling everybody, my supervisors, my minor children, my ex-wife, about all the terrible things I supposedly did, of course, they were lies, uh, that was what I understand now to be gang stalking. But you're not supposed to tell who you're interviewing about uh, who you're investigating because that taints the investigation. Remember, I was an 1811 special agent investigator for 19 years until DEA fired me without ever giving me an evaluation, without ever charging me. And my allegations came out in federal court 
that the DEA swore under oath, agents swore and under oath, that they had a deal with the Sinaloa cartel in the Niebla Zambada trial, look it up, to run drugs north in exchange for the Fast and Furious guns going south. And it is still going on. Uh, but we are starting to get behind this. And um, there is nobody else better than to uh, explain our about this is my guest, uh, Ana El Toledo. Uh, and she's been a licensed attorney for 25 years, a lot of litigation experience. Uh, we've been talking. She really knows what she's doing. She's got um, experience with the United States Marshals Service Forfeited Asset Division. I forfeit a lot of stuff. She's done a lot of environmental national uh, resource. Uh, and she is now bringing a first ever amazing um, lawsuit against the deep state, against the FBI, against uh, the NSA, uh, all of those bad state actors in a very unique way. So uh, welcome, Ana. Thank you for uh, coming on. Thank you, and feliz cumpleaños. I didn't know. <laughs> Mil gracias. Mil gracias. <laughs> I'm honored. To, I'm honored to share the space with you on your birthday. Thank you. Pues. Okay. Well, let's under the place. Let's get into this and explain. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to show everybody. Uh, Targeted Justice is the 501c3 organization that is working to uh, help all of the citizens, the patriots, the families, the PTA moms that have been attacked. And you can go to targetedjustice.com and learn how to fight back. And this is a layout. The DNI, I used to stand outside the Director of National Intelligence Office all the time, uh, worked on FBI task forces, all of that. So this is where you can go. And this is uh, an overview of that. Uh, but before we get into the lawsuit, I'll just let, if you want to say something about this uh, website, Anna, please go ahead. Yes. Well, the website, it started uh, as a tool for targeted individuals to look for information, get information because targeted individuals find themselves most of the time that they have no one to speak to without calling them crazy. So this is the one place where they can go for information and to understand what's going on in their lives and 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 where people are not going to be calling them crazy because there's at least, it's estimated between 300 and 400,000 uh, targeted individuals in the United States, uh, around 6 million in the world. And uh, many of them are, uh, they just don't know what's going on with their lives. It is my goal. It's just, it's a huge page. Uh, it's got like 150 something tabs. And, and it is my goal to translate it into Spanish because I know that uh, the targeted individual program has been spreading like wildfire to Latin America and Spanish speaking countries well, and Europe too. But, you know, um, that that's my goal. It's, it's basically, it's a tool. It contains a lot of tools for people to, to deal with the targeting while we shut down this evil program. Because I just saw a whistleblower before Congress talking about indigenous Guatemalan Indians. Uh, and I use the term Indian as a tribal person myself, and because it's NDO in God, it's a compliment, not an insult. Uh, talking about how they can't translate, they can't ask for help because all these children are being brought up across the border. And I said way back in the day, Obama pimps kids, and now Biden is much more uh, pimping kids than ever before. Uh, so that's a great point. Um, so that's the website that people can go to, and uh, we're going to start to work this even more. Uh, but let's get into this groundbreaking lawsuit. You know, I've sat at the front table 
I've put guys in jail, uh, drug dealers in jail for, uh, you know, 30 years. I've worked with attorneys general. I knew Janet Reno. That's not really anything to brag about. And I've worked with lots of assistant United States attorneys. Uh, but I was really impressed with what you've done here. Uh, and this looks like a unique one of a kind lawsuit that is going to bring, going to make a lot of reveal, uh, but it, it's very unique. And please explain uh, why it is so unique. Yes. Well, um, it took many, many months of uh, writing and many months of calling information, um, years of uh, targeted justice calling information, uh, because most, I would say 80% of it is uh, written based on government documents, uh, official, uh, official, for example, Office of the Inspector General reports of the Terrorist Screening Center, deposition transcripts of FBI high officials in prior cases challenging the terrorist screening database. That, that is a tool. It's supposed to be a law. It, ha it had a, a good a goal, which was for uh, after 9-11, it was created in 2003 um, under the Homeland Security Presidential Directive number three by George Bush, which was to create a tool uh, with the names of known and suspected terrorists. What happened is that it went out of control and what they're doing is that they're placing this placed in that list, lots of what's called non-investigative subjects, which are persons that there's absolutely, they have no ties to terrorism and there's no investigation um, regarding them, regarding terrorism. And that's how it's gotten bloated to you know, probably 6 million people around the world. And, and this figures we get from a prior case, a Heidi versus Cable. So I have read thousands of pages. Let me, can you switch back to the, to the targeted justice website and show, because she's talking about, yeah, there you go, going from the top database uh, to the terrorist screening database. And that's where they just keep everybody. And that's a typical investigative case. Hey, the investigation's still open, so we can't tell you about it. That's a typical ploy. Uh, of the feds to do is just keep it open forever. Uh, well, that's probably what's going on with Hunter. Um, you know, that's that's a ploy that they use all the time. That's very, very significant. And very, very important. Too. You cannot maintain a person forever in a terrorist database without any evidence or what they call derogatory information linking that person to terrorism. My 18 plaintiffs in this case, none of them have any ties to terrorism. And they have been targeted. They have been tortured. And the one thing they have in common is being on this list. Uh, yeah, let's go back, to, let's go back to, the, to the, um, um, there, right at the top of the list, I see Karen right there. So Karen spent her whole career working as a patriot like I did, and she's on the list, just like my friend Jeremy Brown, Special Forces Green Beret in prison uh, as well. And go ahead and pan down there a little bit, uh, Andy, so we can see uh, more of that. But this is what the criminals who are in charge are doing is uh, they're going after all of the, um, the righteous people. Uh, but um, uh, please go ahead uh, as we. That's, and that's exactly where I believe they are putting like the J6ers. The parents that go to schools protesting the curriculum, uh, the Christians, you know, how they were categorizing as domestic terrorism, terrorists, the, the Catholics that were listening to mass, uh, anybody who is conservative, it's basically a, a tool to um, keep opposition 
in control, you know, uh, targeted and, and the lives that a targeted individual leads is, is very, very hard. Uh, we believe there's pursuant uh, to one of the former FBI director of operations of the Terry Screening Center, he admits that there's a lot of people in the list that don't meet the terrorist criteria. And he said, under oath, and they're there for other reasons. He didn't specify which ones. They're there for other reasons, except that this Homeland Security Presidential Directive only authorized that terrorists be in on that list, nothing else. So let me stop you there for a second uh, and pan down a little bit more, Andy, uh, that I think they targeted Catholics. I was raised Catholic. I came out of a Catholic orphanage because Catholics are so focused on the killing of the unborn babies. Uh, and that's part of their obsession, their sacrificial obsession with killing unborn babies, killing born babies. Uh, that's where I think that's important. Um, but uh, on, on, the, uh, on the other aspect of this, I want you to know, and I've exposed that there is an agency uh, and, it, and it's out in public. I didn't, I didn't reveal anything but I had a top secret with the DOD and a top secret with the DOJ simultaneously. I was dual credentialed with the DEA and the DIA. Uh, and there is an agency uh, and it's DEA's special operations group that sits in DC. They have all the intelligence folks sitting there. They gather OCONUS, outside continent of the United States intelligence, signals intelligence. Then they pass it uh, to at the same fusion center. Uh, this is like a giant fusion center where federal law enforcement sits. And they say, develop your own PC. So there, this is what happened with uh, releasing Flynn's uh, uh, cables, classified cables. Uh, this is what they do all the time. And then it looks to me like they branch this down to uh, individuals. But they're taking overseas intelligence, which protects sources and methods, passing it to uh, federal law enforcement. It's fruit of the poisonous tree. That is illegal. Uh, and that's how the FBI, which is not a law enforcement organization, it's an intelligence organization. It's, a, it's supposedly a counterterrorism, but it's doing psyops, really. And this is what I exposed yesterday, is they're saying they're doing only foreign influence operations, but they are not. They are doing domestic influence operations. And they do the pushback just like they did with CrowdStrike and the Russia Gate, so that they can then bring it back home. Uh, so I hope that helps, but um, I'll shut up and, 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 but I look, to me, that looks like what they are filtering down. That's like the top level of what they're doing and then filtering down to individuals. And, and would you explain, Karen talked about this somewhat, how they'll contact people to say then spy on their neighbors. Cause they certainly don't have enough agents or informants to do this everywhere. Yeah. Well, the fusion centers, that that's one of the, <clears throat> one of the, uh, items that uh, we have. Uh, w it is known to us, and right now, I don't know if you're aware, in Oregon, there's a very good lawsuit going on against the Fusion Center there. Uh, it's in state court, it's not in federal court, but Fusion Centers, they, they really don't have like a statutory authority. They just popped up after 9-11, and that's where a lot of um, a lot of people that have absolutely no idea of civics uh, believe that it's okay. They are told, oh, this person is a terrorist or this person is a, a pedophile because that's another thing that they do with targeted individuals. And so they throw these people at them 
to terrorize and you know follow them and and just do all sorts of horror, slash their tires, do horrible things, you know, poison their pets, horrible things to them, and uh, <clears throat> and 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 these are people that don't understand that there is a system where if you are a suspect of a crime, you're accused, you have you undergo a trial with due process guarantees. And if you're innocent, you are. And if not, you pay your, your price to society. But these people think that they can be like vigilantes, these posing justice just because they're told, oh, that person is a terrorist or this person is whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever. All the, def all the government defamation going on. So when I would arrest somebody on Friday or Saturday night with drugs, I would have to call the duty magistrate on Sunday because constitutionally I couldn't hold them that long without an initial appearance. And I have to give them my probable cause that I had gone over with an assistant United States attorney. And then the judge would say, okay, yeah, I'll see them at their initial appearance on Monday. But in the intelligence community, there have been individuals, uh, probably the most famous one is in the Bridge of Spies movie, uh, where um, they did give him his initial appearances, but some spies uh, or suspected folks, they just disappear. They've done that uh, with Meeks, with the journalists. They've done that several times now, and they're trying to do that with more and more people under the guise of um, counterterrorism and counterintelligence, uh, and they're trying to do it across the whole country, it looks like to me now. Well, what's going on is, first of all, people are nominated by, I have a Office of the Inspector General report of 2008-16 that states that nominations from field offices to the terrorist screening center don't have to go through any, through no agency regulation. That's like they send the name and they're automatically in. No investigation, no nothing. That's Ana Toledo doesn't say it. It's it's in the report of the Office of the Inspector General. So <clears throat> that's one thing. And then I was reading this other one, which was a follow-up too. And the same happens, but it's even worse with the people from Europe, which are brothers and sisters around the world or Europe and the world. They say um, that the FBI receives the information with little to no independence analysis is done by the FBI to determine whether the U.S. government should consider the individual a potential terrorist. So we have a bloated terrorist database with names of people that, whether it is for a business revenge or a relationship revenge or, or for whatever nefarious reason, they are placed there illegally. And unlike what you mentioned, that you, t you give them some due process. No, it is secret. It, without notice, without an opportunity to defend yourself, without an opportunity to confront the evidence, and you're put in there for life. So there's that's a key thing I want to, and I've said this before in other shows, but you know when you run a high-level CI, and I have, well, confidential informant, now they call them confidential human sources, but when you run a high-level CI, these guys are real sharp. Uh, you know, the one that I was whistleblowing against, uh, I paid in one one time, the lifetime cap of a quarter million dollars, uh, and that was one payment, uh, which shows you how unserious the DEA is, because that's not really significant money to a cartel. But if you aren't careful, these guys will start running you, and they will do exactly what you said. They will uh, eliminate other uh, competitors, or they'll they'll eliminate whatever's going on. I saw I saw that happen. Well, by the, 
by the time I got out, we were seeing that the DEA was dealing, the similar cartel had made a deal with the DEA because now they were juniors. And the FBI has violated these rules a lot. The FBI, and I've worked with lots of thieves, and the CIA the same, I've worked with lots of cons in action. Um, they think they are better than everybody else. They don't have to follow the rules. So when you have an informant, the first thing you do is you run them through NCIC, uh, you run them through, so the National Criminal Investiga um, Investigation Database, uh, NATIS, the Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs Inter Information System Database, the Customs Text Database, and you want to find out if they're good crooks. You want to run their record, see if they're for real, and then develop something from there. None of this is happening. When, you pay, when I paid an informant, I took somebody with me, they signed a form, they had been fingerprinted, you know, uh, so, but the FBI, from what I understand now, just hands them money. And from what I understand that I'm learning from targeted justice is they are paying them by uh, electronic means when they're, when they have the gang stalking going on. Can you elaborate and explain that? Because it's no, a very anonymous system. I, I, I don't, I, I have to, <clears throat> in that sense, I, I cannot give an opinion about that. I, th okay. I think that the FBI is knowingly putting in there, and there have been some whistleblowers of FBI agents that say I was being pressured to put people, to, to uh, classify them as domestic terrorists, and I knew they weren't. And I think that's what's happening. It's not about paying informants that give this information. No, I think it's that the FBI is incurring in uh, in bad behavior by putting in the database people that they even know are not known terrorists and they're being put there for the wrong reasons. That's what I think it's happening. No, I totally agree with that too. Uh, I'm just saying th there are safeguards if you're going to run informants. I've run lots of informants. The way you get, there's a saying in the government, Two things you get in trouble with are G-rides and uh, informants. You got to be careful handling. Uh, so the government car gets you in trouble and the informants will get you in trouble. And what I'm referring to is, I guess, Karen was on talking about how they'll, they will, um, over the phone, give them a hundred bucks or something, not the informants, but the gang stalkers uh, that are following people. And so it's anonymous. This is the same way that Blantifa, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and Trantifa get paid on when they kill somebody online or something. So this is a whole other um, black market system that's going on. It's kind of peripheral to what we're talking about here. But talk about how you are using their own documents to show what makes this case so unique and how they cannot, uh, I don't see how they're going to ignore this. Well, ex the, uh, the documents that were made available through that Ale Haiti case, which are you know thousands of documents, and the, inform, uh, the reports of the inspector general, et cetera, they all point to, to these uncontroverted facts. There's a very bloated terrorist database that contains mostly non-investigative subjects that uh, have nothing, no ties to terrorism, no derogatory information on there, and their names linger there forever. Now you have to ask yourself why. What's the reason behind it? If it's not that you know, there is a correlation. I'll, I'll tell you how uh, targeted justice came about making this connection, you know, connecting the dots. Um, one of our plaintiffs, Winter Calvert, was on the ground with 
blood clots and had called an ambulance, blood clots resulting from directed energy weapons attacks. And the two sheriffs, deputy sheriffs, came in and said, well, the ambulance is out there, but but it cannot come in until we secure the area because we were told that a terrorist lived here. Took like an hour for them to secure the area. And that's how he, uh, who is one of the founding members of Targeted Justice, found out about the connection. And that's how uh, in one of the um, in, in, uh, reports, audit reports of the terrorist screening center, the United States Department of Justice concluded that only 0.28% of the people in the list are known and suspected terrorists. The others are in what they call handling codes three and handling codes four of non-investigative subjects. The FBI brought in uh, some of the 9-11 hijackers. The FBI brought in some of the Israeli art students prior to uh, 9-11. All that is breaking. We saw that the FBI was running behind the child molester who raped four boys and the wife beater below the FBI drone um, uh, that was that were trying to kill and record Kyle Rittenhouse. We saw peripherally where there was an FBI agent who brought two ISIS terrorists armed with uh, AK-47s to a Draw Mohammed event in Garland, Texas. And uh, after a cop shot him, he tried to flee and was only allowed to leave when he showed his credentials. So it's very clear uh, that they are bringing in the bad guys while they are targeting uh, the good guys. And so that's, this is... Yeah, that, I, 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 that's exactly... You, you, I couldn't have said it better. You know, They're going after the good people, the people that want to have a law-abiding society and and for example, you know, a lot of our our uh, targeted individuals are whistleblowers, people that want to make this country a better one. And uh, um, I have the case of of a DRTI in in Dallas. She called the police. She had first tried amicably to deal with her neighbor that was making noise one two in the morning practicing music. Then she had to call the police. Well, within one or two weeks, she was already being attacked with directed energy weapons. The, this is one of the most outrageous cases I've heard of, like, you know, being put in the list for malfeasance, for the wrong reason somebody has the, wrong, the right connection with the police and to put people in there illegally. Um, I have a lady in Ohio. Uh, she was a, a whistleblower in a, in a Catholic university. I, I don't recall the name. And she's got a daughter with Down syndrome. So not only is the mother targeted, but the 34-year-old daughter is tormented to sleep every night with V2K, just saying things at her, and, and her daughter fights back. And, and that's what I tell you. I mean, the people that are running this program, they have absolutely no concept of humanity, of of compassion of nothing you know this this is sheer evil running their lives so so my brothers and sisters in blue and green are watching i know you know you're watching because you email me and talk so this is the time to stand up uh and honor your oaths and follow god and evil we will win this uh you can get out from under this you can ask for forgiveness there is a way to, re to redeem yourselves 
but this will end, and legally this will end too, because the Supreme Court just came out uh, and said um, they they pushed back against the Dems uh, trying to uh, threaten the court. So the Supreme Court feels under threat. And I'm sure the Supreme Court know that Scalia was murdered and that Esther Salas is, was extorted by her son and husband being shot. Uh, so they're they are they may be being forced to do this, but this will not hold. And we're seeing the military uh, cannot meet recruiting. There's uh, deadlines. There are tons of FBI informants coming forward. And so this is a way to come forward as a whistleblower or stay inside and Schindler them. Remember, Schindler is the, the Nazi party guy who was working for the Nazis, Catholic, saving Jews and making sure no Nazi armaments worked. So you can Schindler them or you can whistleblow them. But this is a chance. This is another way for you all to come forward, stand up and be counted. So look at me. I went through this over a decade ago. Uh, you know, I said I was you know, the next Waco and they said I was a rapist and a cult leader. And now I get standing ovations from crowds of 5,000. OK, but more importantly, my wife and children love me and um, I am right with God. And so you're seeing this with all the all the whistleblowers. You guys can all and gals get involved now before it's too late. So sorry, I'll stop the sermon there. Uh, back to you. No, it's so true, because because I refuse to believe that everybody in, in working in the government that work to protect us and uh are agree in agreement in agreement with this. I think that first of all, this is a constitutional <clears throat> case. Okay, we're basically challenging the constitutionality of the FBI, including for life innocent people in a terrorist database without knowledge, without consent, without notice, without due process. That in a democratic country shouldn't happen. So you know. Once this this gets uh, you know adjudicated under under the law, well then we can go to the other things. But the important thing is that um, people uh, are suffering, people are being tortured, many people are being driven to kill themselves. One of the Melanie from Ecuador in in uh, Brussels, she she's a sister Ti. She she taught me this beautiful phrase which is that um her, her the people with a v that do the v2k on her call her a failed experiment and um and that's the one thing i'm very proud to be a failure in an experiment and and, and let's all rejoice in you know the ones that have survived but too many have taken their lives and too many have been able to bear the suffering and the torture that these such powerful entities can perpetrate on on innocent people. That fits what I went through. I was in a hospital for two weeks, I had a fever for three, and I learned your immune system gets destroyed after I talked to other whistleblowers. But when OPR was flying, first they moved me to New York, and then they flew me to LA for a week to ask me one question about my taxes. That's when I figured out this wasn't a rogue OPR guy. I figured out this was from the top, and I found out later that I was made a special target while I was a DEA agent and that the head of DEA was being briefed weekly on my case because I was threatening them. But the, the bathroom down the hall from the, from the uh, office where they'd interrogate me, there had been another agent in there, and he had 
eaten his, we say eaten his gun. He had put his gun in his mouth and killed himself. Uh, and I've seen that several times. And that's what they want to do. They want to break you or they want to say you're crazy. Uh, and so never fight their fight and never react to them. Uh, and you've got to have a connection to God. You can't do this on your own. You got to have a connection to God and to everyone else. Um, but that just, you know, as I'm as I'm talking to you guys, you ladies, you know, I'm I'm seeing what happened with me. I'm seeing I'm connecting the dots of what they were doing. I'm sure it's much much worse now and much more sophisticated now. But this also goes right in line with um, Todd Callender and um, uh, disabled rights advocates. They have just found out that there are no oaths of office on file for any of these folks uh, from uh, for Austin, uh, uh, for um, the attorney general, any of them. Uh, so they are illegitimate uh, as well. And I think this fits in. I'm not sure exactly how legally that fits in, but I, but you should well, know about it. And I'll put you in contact with Todd after this. Let me tell you how it does fit in, because one of our claims in our complaint, if you look at it, it's a mandamus, which is, I, we are demanding that these officials, uh, it's the third cause of action. It's in page, um, it's in page 114 of the second amended complaint. And we're basically. Andy, can you go down to hundred page 114? We're basically asking them that they're compelled to, with their oath of office, take care. Wow. Of Bam. There it is. Yeah. There is the tie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I, of course if they don't have an oath on, of office, they're like you say they're they're illegitimately uh because, wow. uh, this, so that's and and interestingly in the motion to dismiss that the government failed uh, filed that I'm uh filing a, its reply either tonight or tomorrow, uh they don't touch, they don't mention, they don't argue this claim which is I am asking these people have to follow the law and the regulation. By the way, when I wrote this, I didn't know about that uh, inspector general report saying that FBI didn't comply with their own regulations when submitting nominations to the TSEB. So I didn't even, I, I found that out a week ago, okay? So <clears throat> this, we're basically saying, no, no, you, these people are failing the law because you cannot put an innocent individual on that TSEB, you are failing the law. It, and, and, and that, and, and I, I want to, come back to your connection to God, because I, I want to tell you something. Many of us, I'm sure Karen, Karen you know, Karen is one of the plaintiffs in this case, right. uh, Dr. Bear, uh, who has been diagnosed with, with Havana syndrome. Uh, the, the one thing that these criminals that concocted this program didn't count on was God, because right. it, is, it is because of the glory of God that I am here and that many of us are still here. God has given us the strength, the intelligence, the determination to fight these monsters. And, and, and that's the one thing that they never counted on in their little special perfect formula. And you cannot, you just simply cannot disregard or ignore the power of God. And, and that's, you know, that's, uh, and, and that's my personal opinion. Uh, that's not, you know, targeted justice. I'm just speaking as as a targeted individual that has survived many atrocious things and that have been able to put all of this together to save these six million people that are being tortured on a daily basis. 
you know, I'm a chaplain, I study scripture, and you look at the passion, uh, and you look at what Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, has to go through, and you're like, well, why does it have to be like that? Well, if you just take that whole thing out of the human equation, then there are no martyrs, then there are no saints, then there are no, are no examples of how early Christian revolutionaries outlove and overcome the Roman Empire, whom they can't outfight, and who later on the Roman Empire needs against the Visigoths, the barbarians that are approaching us right now. Without that uh, example, none of this happens. We don't know how to do all this, but now we do uh, from that beginning example, uh, from Yeshua. Understanding this is the only way to do this. This is the only cup that will make this work. And now we are all continuing to take that cup and bear that cross. And we know that we will win it. But without that example, we would have no idea. I think that's profound. And also, it is through suffering that one acquires the humbleness to work, to do spiritual work. Yes. to become a better person and to get pleasure out of serving God and serving others and not, you know, not being in a selfish um, path in life. Right. So, so for me, you know, nothing gives me more happiness than, than to know that we are giving hope to people and that people realize that freedom is, is around the corner to me that that just makes me really happy. Uh, I wanted to, a a lot of people that are targeted don't know it yet. And one of the things that I wanted to mention to you is that we believe there's like levels, right? There's the people that get the bad burns and, and the bad do attacks. And then there's people that don't realize they're being microwaved. Uh, And, and one of the signals, and, and I, I, of course, I don't have the science on this, but this is just my instinct tells me this, you know, like, this uh, illness, fibromyalgia, that started only was discovered a couple of decades ago, right? And and they say they don't know a cause for it. Well, when you start, you know, your skin starts all of a sudden. You see yourself in a picture, and you're sagging, or or you wake up in the morning, and and you feel strange, like like it's like you're not you, that you're being microwaved. You know, that's how I should have known, but I didn't know about targeted individuals. And I think people should be very vigilant about these symptoms. Okay, it's like yeah. pains and aches that you didn't have. No, no, don't think it's that all of a sudden you aged. Is that you're being microwaved at night when you sleep? Yes, yes, and so. Uh, I have a lot of Faraday bags on my website in jeffbrand.com shop. And that's so they're not listening to you. They can't, more important than listening, they are tracking your actions. But this week, I will have up some more additional products for targeted individuals. When I had uh, Karen on, I say, hey, you got the Faraday uh, curtains in the back. And so she kind of smiled. And so that stuff's coming too. Sometimes you need a signal for, I need, you know, to be able to run equipment. But you can also block off uh, areas of your car and your kids' rooms and stuff like that. So that's an important point to to put on the armor against the weapon system that it, you that is um, coming after you. That's a, that's a good point. And so I never want to present problems without solutions. Always want to present ac- answers, options, and 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 solutions for people uh, as well. So that's a great point. Um, I I also go ahead. 
We have a water box designed for a water box. Like my head sleeps surrounded by water. So you might want to look it up too, because just for people that are really targeted, they have to protect their head and their heart. Yes. So Andy, can you go back to the targeted justice and show the at the top, one of the categories is water shielding. Uh, and what Anna's talking about there is if you look at, uh, at science fiction or rockets, uh, there's lots of radiation once you get outside the solar system. And one thing they'll they'll do in all the spaceships is they'll put their water up in front to absorb the radiation is what she's referring to there. And so this is a, a, a natural way to do that because that's why baptism is so important. The water is affected uh, by the power of God. It's not the water outside of us. It's the water inside of us that makes the difference. So that's a great a great point there as well. And of course, you want to purify your water as well just like you don't want jabs. So excellent point there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's while we shut this down, we need to, to protect ourselves by the means possible, whatever. One of our, one of our plaintiffs, um, his wife had um, a terrible voice to skull, you know, auditory effect. And he was able to create a signal jammer for we inside his house that shut it off. Really? Uh, yes, yes. And, and he tried to make more, but you know, the criminals uh interfered with the fabrication of, of the panels. They have to be analog because anything digital, the people, the criminals will will damage. Um, but in 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 this particular case it was really important because in august of 2021 his little girl started hearing the monsters in the attic and it was they were giving b2k to the little girl so as soon as he got this he started it on again boom the monsters were gone and and it's really interesting because she came we we had them here over two months ago and as soon as she came in she said there are monsters in the attic. They immediately started attacking her with V2K, the little a three-year-old. That's so sad and fascinating, though, because uh, when I had Amy on, she was talking, I think we played a recording from a, uh, that was used against a three-year-old. And this goes along with my hypothesis of very early on, they target uh, children. Of course, we know that the ruling elites have had children to breed them for intermarriage with different kingdoms over the years and different purposes. So them doing that uh, is not unusual at all, but targeting our children, very obviously now the Trantifa, Tranti terrorism is all about the grooming uh, so that they can have the, the, the dark economy of the deep state of the global cabal. Uh, so that fits in, that just connects another dot. Um, very importantly about th this whole thing. I also like, and Andy, if you can go back to the um, to the legal document or the second legal document, uh, is that you the damages you're asking for very specific damages, uh, and from a, an unconventional warfare perspective, from a special forces perspective, you know that's how you support your movement. You know, there's the old Magnificent Seven with Yul Brenner, and they're like, "Wow, oh, these are great rifles. Uh, how are we going to get more?" Because the same way you got these rifles. From the bad guys, you resupply yourself uh, from the bad guys, and so we're not talking about anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent here. Although the left does blatantly, overtly, uh, and constantly, 
but um, by defunding them as their fake economy collapses anyway, um, uh, we will uh, build uh, the real economy with families as well. So I think that's an important uh, aspect of this as well. Um, to us, to us, I know there's a huge economy making money off targeted individuals. Um, we are, this is the first of many litigations to come. I don't want to anticipate everything, but I can tell you that, you know, I, I, you can imagine, I think about this 24 seven. I don't, my mind never stops thinking about this. And, and for example, one of the things that we really want to attack is the <clears throat> mind control of the population through the use of 5G's antennas, because it's happening, it's real. Uh, there's a patent for a microchip that is being used to weaponize cell towers. And the important important thing here is that today there's 400,000, let's say, targeted individuals. But every single person in the United States is being tracked and every single person is being tried to with subliminal messaging. And that's and that's very uh, that's a to me, that's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. It's an invasion. It's it's an illegal um uh, taking over, not taking over your mind because not everybody is susceptible to it, but one third of a population is highly suggestible. And that's enough to change the elections and that's enough to, to affect the, the will of, of a country. So another aspect that Team America is working on in conjunction with some other patriots, such as my friend, real reporter Harry the Greek, uh, is... Um, you know, you, the schools have worked on the bonds, uh, but you can also look at the insurance um, because all of these um, uh, legislatures, state legislatures, have to have insurance. And so there is insurance fraud. So I'm not going to talk too much about that here, but that's another flanking lawfare maneuver uh, where we are going after them uh, into insurance fraud, uh, which they are personally liable for. So I think the reason why there are not oaths of office on file is the same reason why Pfizer and Moderna, the huge corporate cartels, much bigger than the Sinaloa cartel and La Familia cartel and the Zeta cartel, uh, is because they don't want to be held liable because Pfizer, Moderna, they wrote into their clauses that they were not liable. Uh, so I think not having the oaths of office is a way to keep them from liability. But um, here. I think that's another flanking lawfare maneuver that can be used uh, to go after them uh, as well. And I also like the fact that you've brought up uh, MOUs here, Memorandum of Records, um, Memorandums of Understandings. There's also Memorandums of uh, Records, but for example, uh, DEA had an MOU with the Border Patrol uh, back in my day that uh, for all of the drug seizures, uh, the um, the drug statistic would go to the Border Patrol because statistics are metrics used for more funding. The DEA isn't about stopping drugs. It's about uh, getting more money and more power and therefore working uh, with the drug cartels. But, but uncovering those MOUs, which are not uh, laws uh, and they are not necessarily published, but those memorandums of understanding 
between agencies are something I would suggest you also look for because memorandum of understanding is not the same thing as a memorandum of record. And it's certainly not the same thing uh, as a law or even a regulation where I saw you had the FBI's um, confidential human sources uh, regulations uh, as well. So just a, just an aside there. Yeah, well, well, one of the things that that uh, we have to look at is this: who investigates the law enforcement agency if they're doing, if they're incurring in corrupt practices? Because <clears throat> a lot of targeted individuals know. For example, Karen, she was placed in there as a retaliation. Whoever did it committed an illegal act. So, who investigates these people? So the problem with that is that the uh, Office of Inspector General and the Inspector Generals are separate, but they are part of the government structure. So what my, uh, and of course, OPR is the worst, uh, internal affairs are the worst because they're not going to investigate themselves. Um, you know, I could prove, they never brought me to court. They've never convicted me. Because if they brought me to court, I could categorically prove that they lied and changed documents. Of course, this is a decade ago. Now the Kleinsmith documents are out there, but a decade ago I was saying, hey, they're lying, they're changing documents, they're making stuff up. But there's ways to tell that, you know, if you're if you're tape recording an interview, if you stop the tape anywhere during the interview, you have broken the chain of custody. So before you make the call, you start, hey, this is Special Agent Prather, Tucson, Arizona, you know, December 1st, uh, 1995. I'm sitting here with, and then you play that before and it runs to the end, you make a copy a working copy, you put the other one in evidence. When they don't follow these chains of custody of evidence, like they haven't done with any of the election, that's uh, one way to go after them. Uh, because, and I think it may be applicable here for you because you're using all of their own documents. Uh, that's, I think, the most unique thing about uh, your uh, suit, that how are they going to deny their own documents? They're also going to They'll hide discovery too. They always do that too. But you've already got a lot of discovery uh, there. Um, that I, makes a huge difference. What I am referring to is um, if they are the ones that are supposed to investigate malfeasance, right? Well, who investigates them? But yeah, most most of like I told you, you know, most of the complaint, uh, many of, of the pleadings, I did a copy and paste direct from those documents so they cannot deny and that's why there's so many paragraphs because i didn't combine them into like 10 statements in one paragraph no i divided them one by one precisely so they couldn't uh, only accept the first of the rest and deny the rest you know how it is in the legal right, right yes. now it's one yeah. each one because they are undeniable most of them are undeniable, and that and 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 in that sense, you know, we 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 did. It's almost as if we're going into a summary judgment standard because because the complaint in and of itself, it's mostly uncontroverted material facts that, from a legal perspective, you know, it's it's a it's a dream for a judge to have such a, an, a straightforward and well researched uh, complaint from yeah, the. Looking at the Supreme Court and all the justices that have been threatened, this is a good incentive for them to say, well, I, I got to do this, which allows them to protect themselves. But to, to answer your question, which I didn't before about who investigates them, what I'm saying is, because I've worked 
Joint Terrorism Task Force, JTTFs. I've worked OCDF, Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, HIDA, High Intensity Drug Trafficking Task Force. That the sheriff's got to get off of all of those task forces, off of that federal team, because when they take federal money, they are they are federally deputized. Like the the sheriff's deputies would get a silver DEA badge, and I'd have to qualify them under DEA standards on the range. But then then they are bought and paid for, and they got to get off that federal teat of money completely uh, and totally. The other aspect of that is as these guys are whistleblowing and leaving and getting fired, like Karen, they can become your private investigative staff because every attorney who's doing a case like this needs a couple investigators uh, to do the work behind. You can't, for, you gotta forget about the Office of Special Counsel. The Congressional Office of Special Counsel is bought and paid for and they're not very good at what they do uh, anyway. But that's another way uh, to continue to build uh, the resistance there through lawfare. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, uh, which thank thank you for mentioning it. Congress, I think that the targeted individual program is the most extreme example of government weaponization, and Congress hasn't looked this way. Uh, I know there is a committee going on right now. We all know that, but they haven't uh, mentioned or looked this way. And this is uh, this is just a tragedy that innocent civilians are being attacked with microwave weapons and, 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 and at the behest of a few rotten apples here. So um, the, the Congress people in charge of this investigation have to look at this and not be afraid of being the next targeted individual because they have to help us shut this down from the roots taking off, shutting off their budget. They have to yeah. look into these black budgets and they have to shut this down from where the money comes, which is Congress. Well, a decade ago in Fast and Furious, I was working with Congressman Paul Gozar of Arizona, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs. Those are some real patriots, but um, now they don't even talk to me. It's just like Fox News, you know, Tucker, uh, Laura Ingram, you know, they won't talk to me. Um, because they are boxed and they are threatened. So I don't, I'm not sure that we can get that high. I don't have the, uh, the juice to talk to those folks uh, anymore. Maybe somebody who's watching um, does. I think it's at a much lower level than that, a much more local level, but where ground, um, uh, ground uh, swell from uh, low-hanging fruit is the way to do this. But you said it yourself. This is the beginning of, of many lawsuits exposing this. Uh, this will help a lot of people, whistleblowers who want to come forward, judges who want to come forward. Um, and as the e economic system collapses upon itself, there will be no, more builds for this. I, I think even there's a, probably even a um, uh, international court aspect to this because Putin and the Russians have brought to the UN National Security Council the violations of the United States through the uh, biolabs in Ukraine, in Taiwan, in Indonesia uh, as well. And they can, can continue to bring evidence. So that's a, a whole nother international flank uh, because this ties into bioweapons uh, and, and um, uh, 
weaponized non-vaccine jabs and booster systems because that's the targeting systems. That's how they are, in my terminology, I'd say painting the target, painting the individual by tricking them into. Um, so there's a lot of tie-ins. This is just beginning, um, but I'm really um, impressed with your work and honored to have you on. Uh, and uh, before we wrap, I'll, I will uh, give you the last word, how we can support your effort and uh, please. Yeah, well, I, I want to say what distinguishes this case from the 200 targeted individual cases that have come forth before is that this is a claim based on constitutional rights, on uncontroverted documents, and on due process. The other part of it, the Jew, the gangs talking, that, that will be something that will be proved after we carry out discovery. But the important declaratory judgment request is for the abolition of an illegal list that holds innocent people as terrorists, okay? Um, yeah, well, eh, as, as you know, you, you mentioned one of the help we need is uh, with patriots coming forth. We really need whistleblowers to come forth and be courageous and help us. And this, so it won't, uh, you know, it, it's not going to affect generations to come. If we don't stop this now, there's no stopping it later. This is the moment to stop it. So we have to uh, use this momentum to stop it now. Uh, Targeted Justice is a 501c3 corporation. We are we depend on <clears throat> donations. Obviously, the government doesn't uh, give us any grants, uh, nor do uh, uh, corporations that uh, are into you know uh, into the powers that be. So we yeah. Target Justice does need the collaboration of anybody that wants to uh, cooperate because we really need to retain experts. Uh, we need and we need experts to come forward and say yes to our petition to work for us because and that's another part of the problem, which is the intimidation by government to the experts to not collaborate with the fact-finding process of telling a court, telling a judge what really goes on. So so those those three would be, you know, my I know it's very ambitious plea, but you know, uh I am giving it all and I'm not afraid because I know that God is with me and God put me here to do this. So I thank you so much and I honor you for giving me this opportunity. No, no, my honor. And the ESG stuff that everybody's back in is collapsing. Uh, and as they try and make all American patriots and citizens uh, and Christians uh, criminals, uh, the support will build. The resistance will build. This is, again, how early Christian revolutionaries outloved the Roman Empire, who they could not outfight. And then the Roman Empire needed them when the barbarians invaded. We've got the barbarians at the door now. I mean, you know, this is like David where, and it's not a sling and a hand, it's a shepherd sling. It's on a staff. And you can look scripture and Goliath says, hey, why are you approaching me with your staff in your hand? And David says, hey, I've taken uh, lions and bears with this shepherd sling. I can take you. Uh, and, you know, that is very, very true. So I'm, um, I am honored and I am enthused. I think this is very unique. I'm going to, I'm going to connect you with, um, Todd Callender's uh, Disabled Rights Advocates, because there, there's a connect right there. There's a lot more connects coming. 
Um, and we will keep you uh, in our prayers and, and you're welcome to come back uh, anytime uh, that you would uh, like. Oh, Ann Vandersteel's texting me right now saying, great show. So Ann Vandersteel probably want to talk to you as well. Um, and we will force multiply this message. And so we will win. So fear not. God bless. Keep the faith and hold fast. We will win. We're not always winning, but we will win. This is what winning looks like. But remember, freedom is never given. It is earned. It is fought for. It is won. And it is taken. So take yeah. it. Amen. Yeah.